This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Friend and like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 477. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Check out MarkingOut.com, Pro Wrestling Tees, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, Play, all that stuff. Google Play, all that. You know where to find us. Just find us. You can check me out on Twitter if you choose. This is Dave, the Rave. Go follow me on Twitter at Dave, the Rave, underscore M-O, if you choose. I'm not going to follow you back. I'm not going to tweet. It's okay. Just just go follow at Mark and out, at BTTG161, at Chris Dog instead of me, because that is A-O-K. And unfortunately, we are not here with Chris, but... We are here with Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. Plug my Instagram, bro. Yo, follow <laughs> Brandon on Instagram at BTTG161. Question mark? <laughs> no, that's that's what it is. Oh, okay. How was, uh, how was your week? Yeah, my week was uh, content. It was content, you know? It feels um, weird asking that because I feel like weeks are just going to always be the same right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I apparently, uh, so I fall into the essential worker employee right now. Uh, so with as being an essential worker, wait, um, but you're doing online gimmicks. No, no, that's it's totally set two separate gigs. One's the review course that I work for, and the other one is the uh, is PT? the PT. I yeah, thought you were. Therapy. I thought you were off. No, no. So I took off last week to kind of prevent the spread and everything. So I took off, uh, reduced scheduling patients and everything. Tried to explain to every patient that they really need to take this serious. Um, but I ended up being called in uh, to help out on Wednesday. But that was it this week. Um, but I'm trying to stay away. I'm trying to keep my distance. I think that essential workers i I think outpatient physical therapy if it's going to be open it should only be for emergency um cases i don't think routine cases really are deemed necessary right now and i think a lot of pt places are are starting to reduce more and more and more so yeah but we'll see how the weeks go it's going to be interesting though yeah it's going to be interesting hopefully Hopefully everything gets shut down, period, like lockdown style. You would think you would think that like they would do that all together, like the the states would talk to one another and whatnot, but mm, just not happening. Yeah, I mean, it it makes no sense. I mean, India just went on lockdown for, I believe, 12 days. Uh, They they really need all of us to go on a lockdown where nobody leaves because that's the only way to purely like – contain this it's like one state announces it and it's like three days later another state announces it then like a week later another state announces it and it's like bro i mean that's not how it works i mean explain to me why we still have domestic flights taking place that's what i said i said i literally said that the other day i was like why are people still flying that makes no sense 
Yeah, I mean, you have people that are potentially sick getting on an airplane with circulatory air. <laughs> like, where are and you then... flying to? You you fly out to Florida or something? You got to be quarantined for quarantine for fourteen days. I mean, that's what I mean. Look at what happened in Florida with the guy that went on to the careless guy that the one who went knew on to, about it. Yeah, who knew about it? Who who should be brought up on charges? Um, just he's, saying, he's banned for life. Yeah, he should definitely be brought up on charges for negligence or something. But it's just it's just people are crazy. I think everything should be on lockdown right now, just even for a few days. But just we got to contain this. It's very it's crazy what's happening right now. Uh, it's something that none of us have ever been through before. And it's going to be very I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I have a friend who works who whose husband works for the Department of Health in Maryland, and they're they're not saying anything good about it. Bro, and, I can't. I can't sit. Here. I can't take this till September. <laughs> it's yeah, pro- it's I, probably gonna be like that. Unfortunately, I think that this is gonna be. There like- goes your summer. It's all your <laughs> fault. You didn't curb the 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 gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that this is gonna be the. I'm not getting your reference. I, I'm saying like that. You you blew your summer. Everybody listening to this who's going out and about, you blew your summer. Everybody's always looking forward to the summer. But you can't. It's going to go through the summer and you're screwed. Yeah, I mean, these people on spring break are just awful people. I mean, and, and it seems like the younger generations are the ones that are going out and not really caring. But they're not thinking about the uh, people that are uh, have immu- um, compromised that are compromised already. Like I was, and, I was saying that I don't know how many weeks ago it was that I would still go out and uh, and and hang out and do stuff. But like, then things changed. Things got real. Yeah, things got, things real got a lot Tom more Hanks, serious. Once Tom Hanks announced it, things got real. <laughs> and what what's, what? I mean, that seems like legit. The timeline, if you think about it, when Tom Hanks announced it, that's when things really got real. Yeah. I mean, now you have like. Uh, um, Prince Charles has it tested positive. You have all of these political figures that are testing po- that are testing positive. I thought where- that dude didn't leave the the castle, but apparently he's like he does out and about all the time to like meet and greets or something. I it's it's just a wild time right now where you really have to be careful, be smart, um, use protection. You know, what? wear gloves. Like wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> wear gloves. Like wear your mask. <laughs> uh, don't sneeze into your hands. Follow Brandon's protocols. You know Brandon's yeah. PSA announcement. Yeah, wash your your hands. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but right. with everything going on, also opening day was supposed to be what two days ago? Yesterday. 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 Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, Tuesday. Thursday, Thursday, um, opening day. Well, the good news is uh, Stratomag is streaming, is doing a baseball every single day. They, like Stratomatic's an old game that people used to play statistics wise. Um, I know my dad used to play it. It's kind of like it was like the father of fantasy baseball. So if you go to Stratomatic.com, I believe it is, you, you can actually – they're streaming the entire st- uh, season. So yesterday on opening day, I checked the results out of curiosity, and it seems – it's so realistic that 
it predicted that the Mets were going to lose against the Nat- Nationals. Yeah, they lost four to three. <laughs> I saw that in 2014. <laughs> yeah, but they lost. They lost in the ninth inning, following Edwin Diaz giving up a, a walk off home run. I saw that game. I saw. <laughs> I literally. I think they were tied going into the ninth inning, and uh, they might have gone. I don't know if it was like a extra inning sort of situation, but. I know the game changed in 2014, I believe it was, when uh, the Nationals defeated the Mets on yeah. opening day. Well, Edwin Diaz blew the first game for the Mets. so And the Yankees lost their first game, too. It's Not cool. too it's, sure what happened today, though. It's cool to see every, like what everybody else is doing. Like Jimmy Fallon is still doing the Tonight Show from his house in, I assume, the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get like other late night shows and stuff, and uh, although I don't think anybody's doing it as good as Fallon is, and then you have everybody doing like their at home concerts, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, you you turn on the news and every single person is doing their stuff from uh, from home now, like all the newscasters and stuff. They're all oh, at home. I did not. Uh, I have not seen that. Yeah, like all, like News Twelve and stuff like that. A lot of the newscasters are at home right now. But there are people who are not at home. Yes, there are. And we are going to talk about that right now. That being professional wrestling, the sport that never sleeps. Uh, AEW had, again, uh, emanated from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. I don't... I kind of want to think this was live. I don't know if it was taped. I don't. Um, I don't think they're it, taping their shows. I literally think it was live. It had to have been taped. I don't know because with the way that some of the stuff went down, it had to have. Well, it aired live at eight, and by the time the first match was taking place, the sky was already darker, getting dark. So I, I literally think it was that time. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not too sure. But they had uh, Kenny and Cody did commentary throughout the night with Tony Schiavone. Um, and instead of having the boys ringside, they had them in a small room cheering and betting again. So I don't know, like, if that was smart. I don't know. That was weird. I don't know. Yeah, but first match of the evening, we saw Cody defeat Jimmy Havoc. Which uh, I had mentioned the sky before. I, I really I thought it looked nice. It, I like I, that's like such a cool venue. Yeah, because it's like Jones Beach, but it's covered and uh, and there's wrestling there, so I think it's cool. But uh, as far yeah. as this match goes, didn't make sense to me. I I don't know if I was missing something. I'm not too sure, but I. I found it difficult to see Cody not coming out of this with a victory. Yeah, I liked Kenny explaining that this was a good tune-up match for Cody since um, Havoc's willing to do whatever it takes to win, so that's why it's like kind of like a dangerous match for Cody. Yeah. But in what world is like the top-tier talent Cody losing to Jimmy Havoc? Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. And I also, I think it took like 12 minutes into the match for the referee to fo- finally enforce rules. Really? Which was a rope break. Yeah, I was so confused. I didn't know. 
some I, I tweeted out, I was like, is this like a no DQ match or something? And somebody tweeted me back saying that uh, AEW's matches are all no DQ. Really? Uh, apparently, news to me. That's different. And then Cody again, he did the Muda clothesline spot, which I don't know if he's going to work that into every show now. But, be, it would be a cool spot to work in there. Yeah, but to have every single time, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like, that should be saved for big big pay-per-views or whatever. That's it. And not even, like, once once a year or something. He yeah, just, he just did it. Like, he just did it on the pay-per-view last, the last pay-per-view. Yeah, it ended up being like, uh, what's his face? Dean Ambrose, uh, Moxley's Lariat. Yeah, but, I mean, that's at least feasible to see every match going back through the curtain and running down the ramp again to clothesline them into the ring is like okay yeah that's true that's true but cody hits jimmy havoc with two crossroads to finish the match uh which is fine then cody takes the commentary but before he does jake roberts cuts a promo in front of a fire which looked nice um i'm kind of like lost with these promos but i i guess jake is challenging cody on behalf of lance archer oh, yeah. to a one-on-one match you confuse me yeah because i almost said vance archer then i said lance archer and you say hoyt yeah i for some reason i don't know why he's, yeah why i went back to hoyt so i think uh jake challenged cody to a one-on-one match against archer so and then cody said that uh He's like, you can't just, like, show up in AEW and debut against me. So next week, Van- uh, Jesus Christ, that's all your <laughs> fault. Next week, Lance Archer is going to be having a one-on-one match, I guess, uh, against, uh, who knows, Jimmy Havoc, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Although that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but uh, after this, they aired a Darby Allen uh, vignette. Which, it was kind of weird because they, it's still focusing on the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And he's not facing the inner circle, but I'm still digging the, the promos. Yeah, they, I what I think I the fact that AEW is still putting on a live show every week, you know? With yeah, everything but, that's having place. Eh, so I'm, I'm just taking that away. Yeah, but, but this led into Darby Allen picking up the victory over Kip Sabian. Um. I, I guess this is. They showed a little clip of last week where Kip Sabian got smacked by Cole Cabana. Yeah. But Darby Allen walking away with the big victory. Yeah, at one point, Allen goes through the uh, the barricade after Penelope Ford pulls Chris. Chris. Kip Sabian. <laughs> like, how do you have your name so similar to somebody else where, like, obviously people are going to say Chris Sabian, right? Hell Sabian. Hell Sabian. So, uh. Yeah. He goes through the barricade, and Cody then, to me, talks trash about the other companies who use foam padding. And he kept doing it throughout the night, which I'm not sure why you'd, like, pick, like, like of all the things. Like, oh, WWE makes a safer barricade. Cool. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I guess maybe I didn't pay that much attention to it, because I didn't hear that stuff. Not to mention, I believe that... I think at NXT this past week they had the metal barricades. I know Chris was a big fan of the commentary with Cody, though. Uh, Cody, uh, Kenny, a hundred percent was like, eh, but Cody uh, definitely showed 
I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that was his first time. I don't remember. Yeah, Obviously, probably. I don't remember other instances of Cody on commentary, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he did I, good for first time. Like, yeah, I didn't mind better. I didn't mind Cody at all on the on commentary, but Darby yeah. Allen pins out of nowhere with a pin that he's now calling the Last Supper, which <laughs> I had tweeted saying Seth Rollins should have renamed his curb stomp to that last month, but... Oh, that would have been good. Guess they're missing a boat on that one. Guess Darby Allen. Uh, somebody has us on that for, follow for a pin too, like just a random pin. That's weird. But uh, next match up is Jake Hager defeating Chico Adams, who I almost want to say was enhancement talent or something at NXT. I don't know. I saw a retweet there. Um, no, I know we follow him. Um, I know he's an independent wrestler. WXW guy. Yeah, I don't know if he was NXT though. Not well, too sure. I, yeah, I don't know, but I, well, because I saw they they retweeted a they tweeted out a thing saying congratulations, and he was there in front of the PC. So I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. that's cool. But it was a quick match. Uh, obviously, Hager with the the Tanner. Like he's got to lay off the, that Tanner. The Danny Tanner. Yeah, you know, that's uh, it's like he he's going total. Uh, Drake Younger, Zack Ryder style with that tanner. Total Drake Younger. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> but Moxley came out afterwards and they brawled. Hager escaped, walks away. And Moxley goes on to say that uh, he goes where he wants, when he wants, which is very, very apparent because he showed up on <laughs> WWE programming this week. I marked for it. I loved it. <laughs> Go for it. If we're, if you're bringing it up right now, just can we just? I, talk I think about it? I think it's I think it's funny, but he scared Renee Young on WWE backstage this week. I, but in the same sense, it's like I'd kind of be pissed if I was Vince watching that, like an AEW talent. I get that he's married to Renee Young, but it's kind of like a one of those moves to do that, like you don't do. I don't know. I think it's more the backstage WWE. Brother, backstage you should not like... show up on your competitor's television. He's the AEW yeah. champion. Well, first off, isn't it? It's a uh, Fox TV show. Yes, but it's still a WWE program. So it's not. An it's, ex- it's still a WWE program. But even though it's, I think that is just too. It, it's just peep friends, friends having fun. Uh, with each other, I think that it's it's the. It was cool, but it should not have happened, in my opinion. I think it was great. I think it shows the the reality of everything, and I mean, I, I think it's awesome. But Moxley's all... promo here, he went on to say that uh, Hager's either getting carted out on a stretcher or he's going to die trying. So maybe there's an ambulance match coming up for Moxley. Could be. It could be. I. I... Let's see what happens. Next up, we had a Dark Order promo um, backstage. Uh, probably a vignette, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Brody Lee's all decked out in a suit, which is kind of weird. Um, and then he also went on to say that we do what we want when we want. Which Moxley basically said something very, very similar before. I don't know if that's like a coincidence. So- I don't know, but now this is where, like, I really... So, okay, so this opens up with Brody Lee backstage uh, at dinner, 
with Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. And they're sitting there. They're eating. Uh, they have steaks on their ta- yeah. on the table and stuff. And nobody's and, allowed to eat until he's finished with his food. Yeah, Silver starts to try to eat. And Brody Lee stands up and he lets him have it. He's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Nobody eats until I eat, until I finish. And then it's just him and Alex. And then Alex sneezes into his hand. Alex, awful. Watch our PSA <laughs> video. Into the elbow. I hope we cover that in the PSA. That's so important. Into the elbow. But he sneezes into into his hands. And Brody Lee kicks him out. So now this is where I get confused. Because when I viewed this, I viewed it, okay, Brody Lee is like a Don, like the Don of the group. He's obviously, he's going to be kind of that leader where he's going to be calling the shots and this and that. But then you told me, and the internet was blowing up, that this was a shot at Vince McMahon. No, I, which I mean, I, I didn't totally... say that it was. I said that's what the, it kind of seemed like it was. And this totally went over my head because I'm like, I don't understand why this is a shot at Vince. I think that this is just showing uh, Brody Lee's place with, with um, the order, order uh, Dark Order. Yeah, apparently it's like famous that like Vince McMahon hates sneezing. And, and, like, I guess maybe yells at people who sneeze in front of him or something. Well, I mean... Like, how really dare you have right a bodily now. function? You can't really fault him right now. Well, it's not even a right now. It's like a... a <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, I, I, saw, I saw an interview with Stephanie McMahon where she did say that, she did say that this was a true, like, thing. And that, I guess, something, she mentioned something about, like, Vince not liking, not having control of things. Right. And thinks that people should have control of it. And so when you sneeze, you don't really have a control. You can't control that at times. So and, he gets annoyed at it. And now that I'm listening, they, they had a uh, – Brody Lee was on talk as Jericho. And he brings up – Jericho brought up a, a, a time where he went to Vince McMahon to pitch him a storyline. And throughout the day, he's asking like, did Vince eat yet? Did Vince eat yet? Did Vince eat yet? Yes, 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 yes. Jericho says it was one of those days where Vince got super hungry again, so he walks into the office and Vince is eating steak and did not pay attention to a single thing that Jericho is pitching. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. What what else you got? So, I don't know if any of that is connected. (laughs) Wait, who, who was on this? It was Jericho, but Brody Lee was the guest. I kind of I, I've fallen off of listening to Jericho's podcast, but I I really do. Do you did you listen to it or you just just, just that little segment, just that little uh, segment? I, I really because it was a like, hot topic because uh, crybabies on the internet. Yeah, that they will always be there. But, but after yeah, after this, this led into Brody Lee's matchup where he picked up the victory over uh, the QT Marshall. QT Marshall. We know him as Marshall, but they say Marshall. Yeah, but I mean, I, this was terrible. This was awful. I, I thought this wasn't a one, two, three quick. It, it was match. awful. It, we Brody should have been way more dominant. Like this made no sense. You have the the exalted one make a huge debut last week. His first match against a pretty much low, low level member of the AEW roster, regardless, which is one pro wrestling tees dot com slash marking out. Of whether or not he is in the nightmare family. Yeah, this was just. This should have been a one, two, like this should have been boot, 
Yeah. And like Sister Lariat to win. Exactly. This should have been like manhandling. Like maybe instead of QT Marshall, somebody should like have been Brandon Chuck- Cutler. That's who it should have been. I was gonna say someone like Jungle Boy, like a smaller no, guy that Brandon. Just... Yeah, Brandon Cutler could have fit that position. Okay. Yeah. Like Cutler. Uh, anybody in that jungle group, Jurassic group, what is it? Not uh, anybody. I can't um, say their name because one week I say one thing, one thing, one week I say another name. But yeah, I, no, I don't even, I don't know, Marco Stunt, they might not even be at the tapings. Oh, yeah, that's true. Most likely that's aren't, true. so that's Joey, what I Joey assume. Joey would have been good for this. Yeah, I don't know if he was even there. You know, but, so I, it, it happened. I don't think it made, it left the mark that it should have. No. But let's see what happens. Let's let. But I'm play sure that. AEW fans are sitting there like loving the loving the debut. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's clapping it up. I, <laughs> oh, but it, we'll see or what off. happens. But yeah, yeah, after that we saw Vanguard One give us an update on Nick Jackson who is training in his garage. I have no idea why Vanguard One was spying on Nick. Makes you wonder. It made it seem as if they weren't on the same page because Nick Jackson basically chased him off. Or it off, I guess. I mean, is Vanguard, like, with Jericho? I mean, is Matt Hardy even I, yeah, on the I, right side? Yeah, who knows about that. But up next, we had a match for the AAA Mega Championship. Kenny Omega defeats Sammy Guevara. I didn't like the fact that they had a match for the AAA championship on their television program when they've done nothing to introduce their partnership. Huh, there was no there was no build to a championship match. It's just like, oh, by the way, we're having a championship match. That's very interesting. I didn't think about the lack of build, but I'm not going to... I thought that it was a decent matchup. I'm a fan of Sammy. I'm, I'm a fan of Kenny. And I, I, I liked... Yeah, no, I liked this match. Yeah. I, I uh, thought it was a little weird. Um, Sammy making out with a picture of Brandy was weird. Yeah, no. I don't know why that, like, gonna... how does that not anger Cody to where he gets up and, like, knocks him out or something? Yeah, maybe he should have stood up or something. But... It's also interesting to hear Cody call out the referees throughout the night. Yeah, maybe he he's not the time. best like, thing. Like, Jim Ross, no, no, what do you mean maybe it's not the best? Well, I mean... I get what, like, Jim Ross does it. He's been in the business for, for an incredible amount of years. So he's got merit saying how bad the referees are. But Cody owns the, the company. Yeah. If he's calling you guys out, like, even if it's, like, storyline calling out, it seems like he's still calling them out. Like, to say, like, why aren't you counting? Yeah. It's kind of like a, hey, you got to pay more attention in these matches. Yeah. Um, But after this, we had Chris Jericho in the ring cutting a promo. Um, Without a and, microphone? I don't understand that. What's that? Did he not have a microphone? Like, where was it? I think, no, he, I think he had a microphone. <laughs> I don't think so. He didn't. It's the, At one point, they, they questioned whether or not it was a Britney Spears mic, but I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see any microphones. So I don't know if it was like a ring mic that, that caught him. I don't know, but Jericho also, cut a promo, and then he cut a promo on Vanguard. But before that even, Jericho's cutting this promo, Kenny kept talking during it. Like, do you yeah. not know how promos work, bro? Yeah, I hate when people talk during promos. It made no sense, but yeah, Jericho again made an offer to Matt Hardy to join the inner circle. Calls Matt out, out comes Vanguard 1. 
Uh, and he he let Vanguard one have it. But he did he ask saying, he did ask Vanguard to also join the inner circle. But how great was it? He was just like, I don't believe I don't uh, like I don't stand by your political opinions. I don't stand <laughs> by this. Like I was legit loving him cutting a full on promo on Vanguard. Yeah, I thought it was funny. But yeah, like um, you said, Vanguard, he, Vanguard flew away. Matt Hardy's music hit, and Hardy kept teleporting from the top to the ringside area. So now, because of that, I marked out for that. I love that. See, I and, didn't, I didn't like those cuts because it hurt my eyes, but I liked that he has powers now. So that I, he can I do that. So now that's where it made me think that it wasn't. It was pre-taped. Was because oh, yeah, in order, right. in order, to do yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You're right. That segment had to have been pre-taped. Yeah, there, that had. I don't to know. Have been I don't. Pre-taped. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like when you brought up that it was live and stuff, I was wondering what your take with how that would fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this had to have been. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I didn't. Granted, don't get me wrong. Maybe Matt Hardy does have powers. That's who, definitely who, possible. We don't know what Damascus is capable of. <laughs> But yeah, it had to have been taped that that part. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and it was nighttime, so I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe everything is all pre-taped. I have man, wrestling's a work, huh? Yeah, right. But I, <laughs> I I love that teleportation, and then he got into the ring. Now, what surprised me was that they actually started fighting. But even I, before I, that, though, Matt Hardy was telling Jericho that even though I may look like Matt Hardy, you know my vessel. I'm not Matt Hardy. Who do you think, like... He's, first he's off, Damascus. We don't know what he's capable of. And we also don't know if he's good or bad. Right. Hmm. It would be interesting to find out that he's actually... That somebody else is him right now. It's actually The Fiend. <laughs> it's kind of like... It's very much similar to... I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like Twin Peaks... Is that the movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> so close. So, so close. So very close. But we're going to ro- rock and roll with that. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. also Jericho brought up Jeff Hardy kind of saying that Matt's been living in his shadow and uh, also the shadows of bad booking. And then he asked him, are you inner circle or are you elite? And they went back and forth with delete and elite, which is uh, always great. And then Matt saying, <laughs> and then I, I love the fact where Jericho is just like, you have nobody here to do that with you or yeah. whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But then Matt saying obsolete Jericho slapped him and Matt punched him. And then Sammy Guevara attacked Matt Hardy from behind and Kenny and Cody made the save with chairs. Yeah. And Matt used, uh, or Damascus used magical powers to blow off pyro to scare them. I am liking the camera views that they're showing. Like instead of like they're kind of focused on the ramp now, but you didn't like you Ugh. didn't see Sammy coming down. Yeah, but know? yeah, I like that. And then last week when uh, WWE ended up doing it, or was it this week that they first did it? And uh, I, Tony I Khan tweets week. out, "Oh, shut up, Tony." Ugh, yeah, I, I, I hated I... that. <laughs> like, oh, get over yourself, bro. I know, but that was AEW. Moving on to some NXT. Yeah, Back at Full Sail University. Yeah, kicking off with Tyler Breeze. Oh my god, picking up a, Tyler. Picking up a victory over Austin Theory with a very awful beard. Oh. That, that, no, I, I'm sorry, that beard. Come on. 
I thought you, I thought you were going to say that beard is weird. That beard is weird. But Austin what? Theory is such a good talent that it shouldn't matter what his beard looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I'm liking this feud that he has with Tyler Breeze, and it's absolutely crazy that they're like age wise ten years apart. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that is weird. Yeah. I, I I thought that both of them it was great banter back and forth, especially because you could hear them, and Austin Theory is just like pretty much berated him for being old. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, which is like I'm one year younger than Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but I, I liked I liked uh, Austin Theory recording a video tying it into uh, to Tyler Breeze's old gimmick, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, went to hit his finisher during it while still recording, and Breeze got out of it, hit the beauty shop, one, two, three. Yeah. I was kind of awesome. expecting uh, Theory to go over, but... Nope. I like that. And then the next match after that, we saw Killian Dane defeat Tehuti Miles. Uh, completely one-sided. He had yeah. To, or, actually, I mean, it kind of wasn't one-sided. Well, I mean, it wasn't a squash match. Right. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't one. Now I'm not. I'm not familiar with Tahuti Miles. Yeah, I don't. I. I'm assuming that was his first match on TV, unless it wasn't. They just said he was a veteran. They, that was like the basic backstory that they gave us. Let's see. He wrestles under Elijah King. Elijah King. Um. Yeah. New Jersey guy. Yeah. No, he's from uh, MCW. He had. Uh, some Ring of Honor matches. So his name, Elijah King. Hmm. There you go. But you had to know Dane was winning that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Match up next saw Cameron Grimes defeat Tony Nice, which is always great to see Tony Nice on television. He's wrestling on 205 Live weekly. Um, but this, again, seemed like one of those matches where you figured, like, who the winner would be based on who's used more often on television. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. I'm, I'm happy that this episode of NXT gave us wrestling, not like an actual wrestling show they gave us instead of, yeah. And now NXT, we're going to watch this old match. Like NXT was actually really, this was a tough decision for me to figure, uh, do I watch a- NXT or AEW? It was, there was actual wrestling matches. There was actual promos. I think both were booked really well, and this match of Grimes versus Nice was great. Yeah, matchup um, next that we were supposed to see was Aaliyah versus Zia Lee to see who will be getting a spot in the number one contender ladder match. Um, and they showed footage from four months ago when Zia broke Aaliyah's nose with a kick. And then before the match uh, started, they showed Zia crying and clenching her knee backstage. And I was heartbroken right away. I mean, Zia Lee does not deserve this. But in the ring, Ali is like, hey, all right, so I don't have an opponent. I'm good. But she had no idea what was about to happen. Comes back, the returning, Io Shirai. Uh, I love her music. I love her gimmick. I love everything about her. Which, like, does that signify that Io is a face? Or? I don't. I don't, I don't know how to take Io Shirai, especially as she's taking out Lee backstage. I don't know how to really gauge her. No, I you see, like she, but here's the thing: I didn't, I didn't take it as Io took her out. I took it as Aaliyah took her out. 
Yeah. Interesting. I didn't think of it that way at all. That's that's weird. That's cool that you went in that direction and I didn't. Very yeah. cool. It's also kind of crazy that Ali has been with WWE for five years now. Like, breaking ground seems like such a long time ago. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. But EO um, picks up the victory. I could kind of see her winning that ladder match. I hope so. I... Well, I'm a big fan of EO. I don't know if I, I hope. There's like there's so many people in that match that I'm like, oh, I don't but, know. Her, but I want her to win, and I want her to win. Her moonsault, I'm a huge fan of. You know, and and you can imagine her doing it off of the ladder during this match. Yeah, it's a great moonsault. Yeah. Next uh, up, you had a hype video of uh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, which I was not expecting to see one because literally, I think the last time we saw him on TV was June. For that, uh, the new, whatever, the breaking talent ground gimmick. Yeah, and this is uh, Sam Shaw, for those that don't know. Yeah, so I'm glad they're finally using him again. Yeah, I I think he may have been out with an injury. Oh, I don't know. I think, for some reason, I feel like he had an injury that kept him out for a while. But next up, you had NXT North American champion Keith Lee. I. he was cutting a promo, right? He was interviewed about what happened last week. Yeah. And uh, he said that he owed Donovan Dijakovic an apology because of what happened two weeks ago. That's funny. Did you say Donovan? Yeah, is it Dominic? Yeah, Dominic. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I know, I know. I hate it. Because when you said that, I'm like, for, I always think Don, Donovan Dijak. Yeah. And I'm reading yep. it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and I'm looking at the notes and it says Dominic. And you said Donovan. I'm just like, going to say Dijakovic from now on. I'm just going to keep on going with Dijak. And I also, I think I said Keith Lee was being interviewed about last week. Yeah. I think yeah. it was two weeks ago, obviously. <laughs> but uh, Dijakovic came out and he said that he only cares about the North American Championship. And then Damian Priest came out and... I don't know why, but he said that he needs the title in order to live forever. And then he busted out the nightstick and Dijakovic pushed Keith Lee out of the way to attack Priest. And then uh, basically the segment ends with Dijakovic on top. Yeah, and this is kind of weird because where we left off, uh, Dominic Dijak tried to help out Keith Lee. Dijak? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he tried to help out Keith Lee, and instead of realizing that he was trying to help him, he attacked him. Well, because he didn't see who it was. Yeah, he didn't see that it was Priest that attacked him. So, so we're kind of in a limbo. Yeah. Up uh, Next, they they said we were supposed... I thought we were going to have an actual championship celebration where Adam Cole was there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was just like in his backyard talking about Velveteen Dream and proposed Velveteen Dream versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. So I guess that's the that was the championship celebration. Now he's the longest <laughs> NXT champion, uh, not to be confused with the overall NXT champion. Nope, do not be confused. <laughs> because under that umbrella, it would be, I believe, Asuka. Mm-hmm. Well, longest single reign would be Asuka- uh, combined is Baszler. Hmm. Because she's, she's over, I think, 500-something days. Yeah, she has a lot. 
Up next, we saw Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. I don't know why we went to NXT now that I'm thinking about it. I'm, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just rocking and rolling with you. Yeah, I don't know why we went to NXT. <laughs> but Birch and Lorkin picked up a victory. It literally just hit me here because Shane Thorne and Brendan Vick were the opponents here as well on uh, as well as Monday Night Raw. But uh, it's cool to see people that we wouldn't normally see. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and next then Lorkin, had- Lorkin and Birch, uh, they both locked in their submission moves to to win. And yeah, it, they're they're such a good team. And also Shane Thorne is such a good wrestler that like it's such a shame that uh, what's his name Nick Miller left and then uh, he just like fell to the wayside. Yeah. Well, next up, you had Candice LeRae pick up the victory over Caden Carter. Uh, Candice LeRae qualifies for that number one contender ladder match. And it's like, if it's not EO, if it's not Tegan, then maybe it's Candice? I, I guess. I don't know, but she, she locked in that Gargano escape to win. and I, uh, I like Caden in the match. Yeah, I like, I'm a fan of hers. Which I would like to see. They they released a thing on the WWPC uh, YouTube account of her and uh, Casey Catanzaro, just like mm-hmm. being goofy. Huh? And they like they were they were like we want our own show, and it's like you could just like use them as a tag team. That'd be cool. They both do super cool moves. So, well, but they sh- have a uh, one last spot in that ladder match, and it'll be decided next week with. Zaya, I don't know why she's like. Isn't that kind of weird that they're putting her in the match even though she wasn't able to wrestle? On well, I mean, she was just taken out then, right? So it'll be Zaya versus Diana Perazzo versus Dakota Kai versus Aaliyah versus Caden Carter versus Shotzi Blackheart. Now, why is Aaliyah getting another shot though? It's everybody who lost. Oh, everyone that lost. So oh. I have to assume it's going to be Dakota Kai. That one like is the only logical. I would I wouldn't want it to be Dakota Kai. I could see it also being Shotzi. I no, it has to be Dakota Kai. She's in that well, storyline not... with with Tegan Knox. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There is like yeah. it has to be Dakota Kai. I mean, if it's not to go to Dakota Kai, then you have to assume that Tegan Knox isn't making it out there. I could see her being attacked backstage. I don't being... know about that. Yeah. But next up, you have Matt Riddle pick up a victory over Roderick Strong. Yeah, Riddle coming out, fist bumping the, the non-existent fans, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. And it was a, it was a really good match. Yeah, something unexpected, though. Um, yeah, Malcolm and- Bivens comes out, leading uh, two giant men who, I don't know if they're going to be using these names, but Rinku Singh and Shorav Gurjar. Good jar, yeah. Came out and attacked Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, we were waiting for Bivens to show up at some point. And these guys singing Gujar are I'm going to have to huge. assume this was them writing Matt Riddle off television because Pete Dunn, I think, is stuck in the UK. Oh. I think. I would assume. I have no idea. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so. Interesting. But next up, you had Triple H 
announcing that Champa is going to face Gargano in two weeks. Well, uh, he didn't really three announce of them. that. He he had them. He had Johnny say, "When is that match going to be good for you?" No, oh, yeah, that's true. I like that he's like, if this was up to William Regal, like you guys would have both been fired. So I had to step in here. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. But Gargano said, I need two weeks. Triple H goes, I'm going to find an empty building, put just the ring, a referee, and both of you guys. Which it's like, hello, every building should be an empty building right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and th- what's cool is you thought that this was the end, though. Yeah. I marked the hell out, even though we didn't see him, but the they got cut off by a Killer Cross video. Yeah, Killer Cross cutting them off. Which is just um, I like will he be involved in that match? It'll be will it be like a three way or what's going on? I, I mean, I, I don't think that it's gonna be a three way, but I mean a few weeks ago or months ago you had Killer Cross on Twitter asking who people's favorite NXT wrestler were. And of course it was champion Gargano as the top. So it'd be interesting if like that was part of the hit list and he's gonna blame it on the fans being like, I asked you who you want who was the best and I'm going to go kill them now. You know? So, like, maybe he will be involved in that match. Maybe we'll see the empty uh, building, um, which might be Madison Square Garden. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. It's definitely not Madison Square Garden. That'd be, be, like, insane if it was. Hey, but we'll see what happens next week with Killer Cross. But in the meantime... Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. I really, I have no idea why I went to NXT. I think it's the whole Wednesday Night War feel. Yeah, you and had that's to. Why. You, you had to. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we had to. I think it no, was like. No, you had to. Normally, yeah. normally, I do things chronologically, so I don't know why I went to AEW, then NXT, then. Yeah, no, you had to. Yeah. But to. Monday Night Raw opens up with a Paul Heyman video package. To discuss Brock Lesnar's victims that he's put away, which I could swear to God I've seen that video package before. Hmm. But then they also added in Drew McIntyre to, to, to like tell his story about everything. So, yeah. but that Brock part, I was like, I swear to God, maybe it was like on like part of the Ruthless Aggression episode or I don't know, but... Officially in the arena itself, in the Performance Center Bowl, I don't know what you would call it, Mm -hmm. uh, Brock and Paul opened the show, which I think was pretty much covered in the video that they aired prior to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And really the only thing to note here is the fact that they went the, the AEW route. They went, they didn't show crowd shots, only quick cuts of Brock and Paul and the entrance. And I thought that was great. I I thought that was great, but yeah. After that, yeah, we went into Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins from the Royal Rumble 2015, which it tied in because Brock Lesnar was champion then, and he went on to defend the title in the main event of WrestleMania. So he is champion. He was champion at the Royal Rumble this year, and he's still going on to WrestleMania to defend the title. And this was a good match, too. This was enjoyable. I, I forgot yeah, how much two, I enjoyed Rollins in that role with the security. 2015, John Cena was a, a rare gem. Like, he was doing springboard stunners and, and suicide dives and stuff. Yeah. It was a rare, a rarity. Um, But, yeah, so that, that 
they showed us that. But after this, the OC cut a promo talking about Undertaker being old. And then they brought up Undertaker swimming with the Tigers, which completely blew my mind that they even <laughs> aired that on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And he ends up saying that Michelle has already taken Undertaker's soul. And then AJ Styles challenged him to a boneyard match. What is a boneyard match? You have to assume maybe something like a casket match, but who knows? Well, I would have assumed it was a uh, buried alive match. And I still think it's a buried alive match, just maybe with bones, more bones or something. I'm thinking elephant graveyard from the Lion King. Oh, realistically, that would be the perfect, most ideal setting for this. Yeah, I'm not Whether too or sure. Not it happens. I don't think Zazu is going to be there. No, he definitely won't. But I definitely don't think Simba and Nala will be there. Definitely no Mufasa. Nah, Mufasa. But Undertaker and perhaps all three of the OC members will be there. Yeah. Well, next up, you had the U.S. champion Andrade and Angel Garza pick up the victory over Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Um, I thought that this was a good match. I was a fan of it. Yeah, it's definitely weird seeing Ricochet without a beard, though. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. But uh, by that beard of Austin Theory, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I liked in this match when uh, Angel Garza moved the tag rope to the other side so he can get a tag in. Like, yeah. you know, that's like something that you wouldn't normally. That's like a... Eddie thing. Yes, 100% Eddie Guerrero would do that. But it's like a, a live event-esque situation. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I was uh, surprised but, about Cedric Alexander being involved. Yeah, that definitely threw me. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, when I heard his theme song, it was just like, like I I was expecting Umberto. Uh-huh. You know? I, I wasn't expecting Cedric. But overall, good match. Street Profits did commentary. Oh, yeah, they did come out on commentary looking like suicide. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, for some reason, and actually Cody Rhodes did the same thing, the blue and red. This the suicide gear from TNA. That oh. color, the color scheme. Yeah, he has a completely new uh, mask now. I don't really? know who's under wrestle? it. Yeah, he, he just re- he just returned. Oh, wow. But uh, wow. I liked, uh, like, Almas and Garza did a cool, like, sunset flip launch dropkick thing. That I thought was really cool. And then uh, the end of that match, man. The spit that went flying out of Cedric's <laughs> mouth when he took that elbow from Almas. I know. That was awesome. And let's not take away from Zelina Vega. She was on fire. She was great at ringside. And I love the fact that she was yelling at the commentary booth at the Street Profits. Because obviously there was no crowd, so they were able to hear all the commentary right. stuff that was going on. And Vega was actually uh, intervening with the commentary stuff at times. And I thought it was great. I don't know if Cedric might have gotten knocked loopy here. And didn't, I don't... he didn't kick out, which led to like a weird four count. Yeah, nobody really knows. I don't know if he – we can't really say. Only he could say. But it looked like Bennett had to hold up the count, like stall on the count a little bit, and it just was awkward. And the but, only like the only real reason why you could assume that is because Amos doesn't use that as his finisher. I think he has defeated people with that move before, though, in the past. I'm not sure. I think, 
But, I mean, heck, if you're going to get knocked out by a move and take a pinfall, it's going to be that one. That is, I I mark for that move every time he does it. Yeah, it's better I, than other people who use reverse elbows as their finisher. Help me out. <laughs> well, I mean, the Judas oh. effect? Come on. Yeah, Judas effect. Um, next up, you had the Raw Wait, 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 The Street Profits came down afterwards and brawled with Angel Garza and Andrade, which led to... Which which I was surprised at. I thought it was going to be like walk down to the ring and then walk back out. Oh, and out. you were pissed about this match too, weren't you? Um, You were like, oh, it should have been two separate segments. Oh, and I wasn't pissed at it. So what I didn't understand was... Um, so what my thought process was, instead of having the tag t- uh, two tag team matches, you could have had solo matches and gotten rid of the Lesnar Rollins Cena recap yeah. or the Flair Oscar recap. You could have gotten rid of one of those and just had I just th- I just think it makes sense because it's leading to a tag team match even though now yeah. that's apparently up in the air so No, I I totally understand with the lead into the the tag team match. If anything, maybe if it was Monday Night Raw, it, it would be more well more appropriate because on Raw they showed well, two weeks ago, they had that Royal Rumble match, the entire Royal Rumble. Right, which they're so, now re-airing on FS1 on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's unnecessary. I know. You just aired it on Raw. Why would you air it again? Just find something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, Street Profits defeat Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink for the first time in the week, their match on TV. <laughs> hey, uh, they're double booked. Which, like we said during the NXT talk, it was cool to see people on uh Cool to see NXT people on Raw, kind of. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Which next... also, I would not mind seeing Buddy Murphy break away from that stable that he's in right now to Why? lead one with uh, Thorne and Vink. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you'd add the icon, the Iconics in there too, uh, make an all Australian. I I wouldn't right now because I mean, come on, we were so excited that he was with Seth. Yeah, Rollins. well, right now it's just him and Seth Rollins, and we don't even know where Buddy Murphy is. We haven't seen Buddy Murphy. I don't I know. think he's even going to be. It might be months before we see him again. I mean, I know, and we're not going to be seeing um, authors of pain. One Razor, I think, is injured. Yeah, tore tore bicep. Yeah, so tore his bicep. I think on Monday night on uh, yeah, last last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tore biceps, so that that's awful. After this segment, they showed footage from the weekend of our truth winning the WWE twenty four seven championship from Riddick Moss, which was, I, uh, I I marked for when they first released it. I believe all of the weekend because it was yeah. like it was wrestling, and we haven't had something like that. Yeah, and then Tom Tom had said Moss is champion, so I thought they were going to show us footage of Moss winning it back, but I guess that wasn't the case. I think it was just like a mis misspeaking thing. Misspoke. Yeah. Up next, though, Charlie Caruso was in the ring, a darkened ring, interviewing Shayna Baszler, where uh, Baszler kind of poked fun at Charlie for looking nervous, and she's like, "I like to destroy." And I want to destroy Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And it did not make sense to me why the lights were off. Until Becky Lynch attacked Shayna Baszler from behind with that chair. And then I'm like, oh wow, this was like, I thought this was great. I It caught me off guard. Yeah, because we, we literally, me. we could not see Becky Lynch coming with that chair. And I, I no, and that, fantastic. 
Yeah, I agree with you. That's one of the best things to take away from this lack of a crowd is that all of these uh, attacks from behind aren't getting spoiled by a crowd cheering or anything. Right, yeah. And that's the... That and God bless no beach balls, am I right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Match up next, we saw Alistair Black defeat Leon Ruff. Awesome to see Ruff on TV. I liked uh, Black just sits down. Yeah, I I think Leon Ruff, we first saw him in uh, Evolve. Mm-hmm. And we we knew that he had talent back then. And to see him on NX, on Monday Night Raw was great. But apparently this was a mat, or pretty much a repeat match from what they did um, another time. But Aleister Black totally took his head off. Yeah. Great, great sell. Afterwards, we saw Kevin Owens call Seth Rollins out. And Rollins spoke about what Kevin had said the prior week um, about the WWE Performance Center and how it... it uh, it's his home. And Rollins is like, the performance center didn't even exist when I started in WWE. It's built on my blood, sweat, and tears. Mm. NXT, takeovers, the women's evolution, etc., which I thought was funny to, to list the women's evolution. It only exists because of Seth Rollins. And then he also booked up, uh, made mention that Kevin Owens was not booked at WrestleMania last year. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I thought it was like a really some, good promo. I thought it was a good promo, but sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not. It, it really depends. So speaking of not into it, they aired Charlotte Flair versus Oscar from WrestleMania 34 up next. Uh, they had to br- they I, had to bring up harsh, harsh, harsh memories. Like it's fine. It's one thing when you air. Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, and you see his match, like, where Undertaker, the streak ends. I'm already over that initial shock. Yeah. Flair versus Asuka, though, literally. Destroyed her. Not, well, destroyed her, but pisses me off. She was undefeated, Mm quote-unquote, in WWE, and you, the title was on the line. And Charlotte retains? Awful. It just like every time I see that, think about it, it just pisses me off. But Flair was interviewed afterwards about that match, which she then tied into her match with Rhea Ripley and then said she was going to be the first woman to win the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Which... I, yeah, it, was that taped? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think people were saying that Monday Night Raw was still alive. Yeah, I don't know. After that, we saw Randy Orton come out, talk about Edge, and said that he uh, kind of lied, saying that Edge is not a junkie for the roar of the crowd. He's a junkie for Edge. And then he, nice, he went on... Nice little uh, swerve with it all. He went on to agree that he didn't really have to pay his dues because of uh, his last name and that he was handed every opportunity to him. But it does not guarantee a Hall of Fame career. And I think it's safe to say that Randy Orton has surpassed both his father and grandfather. 
Easily. Like, not even comparable. No, no. And then Orton spoke about Mick Foley saying that Mick passed Edge the torch, but Orton had to take it from him. And then Orton accepted the challenge, so also another really great promo from Orton. And I don't know if we would have gotten this specific thing if if it wasn't, like, in such an intimate setting. No, I think that this is one of the things where, once again, the intimacy of the lack of the crowd and everything, they're really playing this all up. And to bring up Mick Foley again, man. Special guest? I don't think they will, but it would make complete sense. Maybe Enforcer. I don't know. And also, I believe Mick Foley lives down in Florida, so... That's true. That's true. Yeah. SmackDown, Boston Hug, open up SmackDown to talk about WrestleMania not being fair. Lacey Evans comes out, threatens to break Sasha Banks' jaw. Naomi comes out, talks trash, followed by Tamina, who said actions speak louder than words, takes out Naomi, takes out Lacey Evans. Boston Hug jump on both of them. And then they, like, leave the ring before Tamina can do anything to to them. Yeah. He gave no opportunity at all for revenge. Weird to see, uh, well, Tamina didn't even, like, even attempt to jump on it. She just, like, left it. So I don't know what, uh, what's, they're, like, building Tamina up to be, like, the oh, she's going to win or something. But Dana Brooks, unfortunately, out of this match now. She's uh, in isolation, quarantine. Quarantine with COVID nineteen. Um, Not with it. I don't think it said that she has it. Oh, she doesn't have it. No, I think there. She's just got like sick symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. Oh, okay. And same thing with Ray. Yeah. Okay. I I thought that they actually tested positive. No, there are people who are self quarantining people like uh, each other. Not each other. They're self quarantining okay, so they... themselves because they have sick symptoms. Okay, so they're just quarantining themselves. Right. Like, I believe Daniel Bryan is also self-quarantining. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, mm-hmm. Drew Gulak defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn on commentary. Uh, so now Daniel Bryan has an Intercontinental Championship match against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Asked hey, him. and this is this is great. I mean, who knows? They It's two people. They got three. There's this... Tweeting going back and forth with Chad Gable. I don't know if that'll carry over to television, but oh please, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, the the so. match the match ends with Daniel Bryan pulling Drew Gulak out of the way of the Kinshasa, and Gulak rolled Nakamura up with like a jackknife pin, which I kind of would have liked to have seen it be like a, a not cheap victory. Yeah, but I feel like in this kind of a manner, it had to be a quick kind of a deal. Yeah, but should the faces be doing heel tactics like that? Yeah, I I think it's totally fine. I know this came up in the past with me and you two where I, I think that is totally fine because it's, I don't know, I, I feel like it's okay because they're not really doing heel tactics. Yeah, it's a heel tactic, but it's a funny thing. Like it's a, ha, they got them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also definitely always got to appreciate the many pins of Drew Gulak. Of course. After this, Dolph Ziggler was seen backstage talking on the phone. Heavy machinery came up, being held back by referees and agents. They were yelling. And Ziggler challenged Otis to a match at WrestleMania where they they had the time splitter gimmick here. 
Whether or not it's time splitters, probably not, but we don't know. I don't know, but it is, it is another Ziggler thing. Yeah. If you notice, the, I think the last pass. Yeah, three... it's always connected to Ziggler. Right. So, uh, well, I mean, but it was also leading up to now this singles match. It was always a tag team related. Yeah. Because prior to this, it was obviously Heavy Machinery and, and uh, Ziggler and Rude, but now it's just literally one and one. But later on, they showed um, Dolph Ziggler talking to Sonya Deville. Sketchy. Makes you makes you wonder. And Mandy came up and questioned. She's like, oh, Sonya, can I talk to Dolph for a minute? So she's like, why are you doing this to Otis? And she's like, I refuse to have both of you fight over me, but I'll support your match. So it should be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, yeah, I, I hope that we have a Mandy Otis kind of a deal, you know, it's like I hope a, we... at WrestleMania, dude, what if like they have like, you know, when, uh, Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man did that like huge hug. Oh dude, this is, that's exactly what it has to be. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't, I want the live crowd for that. Oh yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. I want the live crowd for that payoff. So I don't want the payoff to be WrestleMania, even though the payoff should always be WrestleMania. I... I need the live crowd for that moment. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's such, like, I don't even know with, like, Drew McIntyre. Like, I want him to be champion so badly. Yeah. But. You want it to be in front of a large crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's the one damp thing about it, you know? Like, and this entire thing is a total soap opera storyline. Yeah. With uh, Otis and Mandy and Ziggler and and DeVille, and I love it. I love it. And Otis uh, is just trying to fight for his peach. Yeah. Well, after not, that, we saw on the talk about a perch. a perch. Yeah, look at that. What a segue. Okay. Elias okay. performed a song about King Corbin where uh, he admitted to buying up a, a bunch of toilet paper. Messed so up. So Elias is stupid now, I guess. Is that is that like, is he heel? Was that a heel turn? <laughs> yeah. But Elias was thanking the crowd and got attacked by King Corbin. Uh, Elias gets smashed in the face with uh, with King Corbin's scepter, went over the railing, smashed in the face again. A whoosh sound happened as he fell down, <laughs> <laughs> hit the concrete below. Which uh, prior to that, we saw a an NXT commentary table be there for the Gargano and Champa spot. This was just pure concrete. It reminded me a lot of when Big Show choke slammed Kurt Angle off of the the top backstage somewhere mm-hmm. when uh, Big Show was holding Tori Wilson hostage. I kind of remember. Yeah, and then Kurt Angle lands. They sh- they do all those like quick camera cuts. They show uh, Big Show from different angles, and then they show Kurt Angle lying there on the floor with a pool of blood, and his leg is like bent out. Mm-hmm. So that like led to him having his broken leg. I don't, so, I don't know. Remember. Yeah, so I don't know what's uh, if Elias is going to be okay for this match or what. I guess we're going to find out. But next up, you had Alexa Bliss picking up the victory over Asuka. Uh, just rubbing salt in the wound after the video of Flair defeating Asuka. Well, I mean, this was still a really good match. And uh, it made sense as for WrestleMania, although, again, 
who knows what's going to happen because people are self-quarantining as per the, the news sites. Um, but Nikki Cross, I thought, was great here on commentary. She was literally on commentary. She sat on the table. I thought it was fantastic. Her interactions with Michael Cole. Michael Cole popped at one point. It's just she was just fantastic here. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving the stuff that she's putting out there on Twitter too. With uh, her, and, her and Dane. Yeah. But yeah, I liked, just, yeah, Alexa Bliss mocked Asuka's dancing. Nikki Cross mocked the Alexa, uh, Asuka's dancing. And overall, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good. Yeah. There no, was it, uh, it, Alexa Bliss. Um, oh, what move did she do that? I thought she she hit a, uh, I think it was a slap, then a punch, and then a, a drop kick. Slap, punch, drop kick. If I'm not mistaken. That I thought was really good. I don't recall it. But next up, you had WrestleMania 32 uh, recap. Triple H picking up the victory over Roman Reigns. Yeah, and uh, Triple H was interviewed. Back, he was backstage. Cole was on commentary. He was interviewed about this match. Um, well, more so, I guess, about Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. And he's like, they both bring a lot of intensity, but Roman Reigns, uh, his intensity builds Goldberg's is used all at once. So, and this was really confusing, I guess, because I I would like to see Bret Hart have been doing this promo instead because he would have (laughs) completely trashed Goldberg. But yeah, so Roman Reigns and Goldberg are advertised to be face to face next week. But the thing is, is that news sites report today that Roman Reigns is out of WrestleMania because of, uh, the virus and everything. Yeah, and he's uh, immuno... I- immune sup- immunosuppressant. Right. Immunosuppressed. So... Like, I, if, <sighs> if I was... They had to have recorded everything for ne- next week, because I would assume that Reigns is in quarantine right now. And he doesn't... He, period, just shouldn't go out. Right, so I don't know if next week we'll get explanations, or if hard subject to change yeah i mean but now riddle's taken out so there goes that storyline which he was on twitter today which i thought was kind of stupid because he was literally taken out looked like he was written off television so maybe he's not written off television but i definitely don't think he'll be the one to yeah it's, face uh yeah, it, empty crowd i don't even know who it's just gonna be a filler I don't know. I don't know, yeah. But up next, we had a Firefly Funhouse segment where Abby called Bray delusional after he said the Fiend is going to defeat John Cena. Um, And then he made a drink with Ramblin' Rabbit, which will help him to defeat John Cena. And then on behalf of the Fiend, Bray Wyatt challenged him to a Firefly Funhouse match. Which could be very entertaining, especially now that everything is going to be produced and pre-taped. I think that they could really do a lot, like especially with this. At like this could easily end up becoming like what they did. Oh, uh, really cool mania. Yeah, they they have a lot of opportunity to just have fun and do stuff that they ha- would normally not be able to do. When I but when I think of the Boneyard match, I'm having flashbacks to Sting versus Vampiro, which is never a good thing. I don't know. I'm um, having flashbacks of the what and is then it? They, the the Wyatt compound gimmick yeah, they the, did. What was it was 
the Y compound. Orton match. versus Bray. Bray, which I don't remember liking. I was a fan of that, but this is I mean, we're gonna find out what's what they're gonna be doing with everything. If, it's if just, it's but if it's a Firefly Funhouse match, you need to literally build a Firefly Funhouse set. I don't wanna see like the the darkness right away. Hmm. It would be really awesome if if at WrestleMania we saw Bray Wyatt start the match and then they like go through a door or something and the fiend is there and it's like a, a realm that you would expect the fiend to be in. Hmm. Where we go from Pee Wee's Playhouse to like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. I don't know. Or or See No Evil would be best because that's the only horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that's that's an interesting. And it also completely fits, but that's an inter- interesting like uh, like thing to do production wise. I think that that would be really cool. Because why would the fiend automatically just start out in the Firefly Funhouse? Like we've never really seen the fiend. I don't believe we've ever seen him there. Yeah. I don't, so it would be really cool remember. to see like Pee Wee's like playhouse sort of things where like we have Abby there talking to Cena, we have Ramblin' Rabbit, etc. Mercy. We've never seen him interact with any of them, right? The Fiend. Um, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very entertaining. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe Next- this is finally the year that they get nominated for an Emmy or an Oscar. <sighs> I don't. I still understand why they haven't. But I, I just. I think it comes down to them not submitting it. I. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, next up, you have New Day taking on the Usos. This match went to a no contest. Yeah, Miz and Morrison were on commentary. Part of me was expecting you to say, "Hey, hey, ho, ho." Miz and Morrison. New Day's gear though is partially colored in now, so I, I popped for that. <laughs> I'm like I'm picturing it like a Mattel set where like three different sets where it's like the chamber gear where it's uh completely blank uh or unfilled or whatever and then like the gear from tonight where it's partially filled and then I assume at WrestleMania it's going to be fully filled. Who do you think's drawing it in though? I don't know. Makes you wonder. I would assume it is airbrushed onto the original tights. I, I it kind of looked like that. Nah. If, Unless if they, I was, if I was a worker though, and uh, that was I my separate, a hundred and ten percent, I would definitely have separate gears. Yeah, I would definitely have separate gears. Also, though, at, during this match, at one point, Big E, they were going for the afternoon delight, which is that power bomb foot stomp that like Big E puts up for a power bomb, and Kobe goes to the top rope for the uh, the double stomp to the chest. Uh-huh. The move ends up not happening, and one of the Usos, Usos takes out Kofi after uh, one of the Usos that was on the powerbomb like, lays down. Uh-huh. I thought there was like a split second where I thought Big E was about to hit the Styles Clash, and I like marked out for a millisecond, <laughs> but then it, it, it didn't happen. No, it did not happen. But Kofi ends up pulling John Morrison off the commentary table. One of the Usos takes out Kofi. Um, uh, Miz gets taken out eventually. And uh, then Miz and Morrison jump Big E first. And then one of the Usos. And then Cole announced that next, not next week, at WrestleMania, 
it's going to be a triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles. Which I, I think that should be a really entertaining match. If, uh, of course, it happens because the rumor was that Miz was sick and that's what pissed everyone off with Roman Reigns and the Usos. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's rumored that Miz showed up sick and still worked. So I don't. I have no idea what the deal is. Obviously, we're not... I mean, obviously not if he still worked this SmackDown. I, I have no idea. Who knows? This SmackDown knows? could have been taped way before WrestleMania was taped, so... That's true. I mean, it, it's so tough to tell right now. I, I do hope... I think you mentioned it last week. I hope that they do record multiple endings to the matches. Yeah. So this way, if anything gets leaked... Like, there's other... There's already other, like, leaked things out there that don't really make sense but are still out there that i guess took place at mania ah that stinks that really stinks i mean i was hoping that nothing would get out there period yeah but i don't know what do you mean like stuff that has been recorded already yeah due to people who were self-quarantined matches got changed and gotcha gotcha okay okay we don't have to go into yeah, we don't have to go into detail about yeah. it. All right. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, yeah so that is SmackDown. Hey, Brand Dog, you got any uh, shout-outs? This is Brett the Hitman Art. I just want to thank everybody right here in Market Out. Now you're listening to Brad and Shoutouts. First shout-out goes to New Day. New Day. Uh, they were on All That last week, and I thought that was pretty cool. All That? is still a show? Yeah, well, it came back, and and sometimes they have the original cast members. Like, this sketch that they were in had uh, Cal Mitchell doing Coach Creighton. <laughs> and New Day was one of the students, like, uncles. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool to see them on, on uh, All That. Yeah, that's pretty cool. WWE Untold gets the next shout-out. They aired an episode with Dennis Rodman that spoke about him, Carl Malone, Hulk Hogan, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Eric Bischoff, I think, was interviewed for that as well. So it was cool to see them go into, like, WCW, and they they went, like, told, like, the untold story about them and their time in WCW. It would have been cool if they interviewed Carl Malone, too, but... I guess it was specifically focusing on Rodman. Yeah. And it was cool to see that he, like, went out and trained. They both took it very serious. And it was during the, the heat of the, the NBA Finals where both of them were playing each other. <laughs> huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but the last shout-out goes to Kenny Rogers. He unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 81. Um I was supposed to see him in 2018 at the Beacon Theater, but he had to unfortunately cancel because uh, health reasons. So yeah. I really wish I got to see Kenny Rogers perform, but yeah, he, uh, you know, the gambler. Yeah, he's the gambler, and unfortunately passed away. Yeah. So those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for. Our 
is right. Our mark out moment of the week. Yeah. I, so. I, I actually, uh, I forgot to mention last week that I, I had, I had the WWE ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. And how'd that go? A lot of people I'm seeing are like, ugh, this is not good. But it's like they're wanting the original. It's an mm-hmm. ice cream sandwich. It says exactly what it is. It tastes exactly like how it says it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought it was good. Do? But as far as mark out moment of the weeks, WWE released the Kevin Owens Mania, KO Mania 4 shirt. And I'm, I'm like happy to see that in all what's going on. I was not expecting that. But I'm yeah, very, sure. very happy because we didn't have one last year. So I'm happy to, to that the legacy, I guess you would say, continues. Yeah. That it, it is a cool shirt too. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I marked out for, I mentioned earlier, but uh, Gable tweet, tweeting about maybe him joining Gulak and Daniel Bryan. What about Eugene Agata giving... Daniel Bryan slack. Yeah. I thought that that was, that was funny too. And then, um, Daniel Bryan responded to him too. Yeah. So I definitely marked out for those. I marked out for, uh, our truth winning the championship over the weekend. Cause the last thing I was expecting was to see anything wrestling related for a little bit of time. So to see him winning the championship and I, I, th- I was just like, it was kind of like a, a relief to see wrestling again. Like, first of all, are they actually in a residential neighborhood when they're doing that? Like, what do you like? Imagine being one of the neighbors and seeing that. <laughs> right. I don't know. That'd be really funny. Yeah. So, what about for you? Anything else? That's basically it. Sweet. How about you take it home? Uh, you open. You close. All right. I gotcha. So, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Make sure that you check out all the episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Twitter, Facebook, ProWrestlingTees.com. And we wish you the... Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.